1: I have identified long ago that government's greatest asset is its own failure. Because when government fails, unfortunately, we the people underwrite it. It gets more money, it gets more power, and its quest for power over the citizen is insatiable. You cannot quench the quest of the fascist. You give an inch, they want an arm. That's just the way it goes. It doesn't matter what they tell you, it matters what they show you. Now, people have accused me of being an anarchist, and although I do believe that um, government has basically four to five basic functions, that government in this country, the beauty of it, is that it was meant to be very small in our lives. It was meant to simply be there as a referee, for lack of a better phrase, to adjudicate problems we have with each other. It was never meant to be that totalitarian society where government makes all the decisions, controls all the money. So to me, we've been unmoored from the principles of Americanism for the last hundred years for sure, the last 70 unquestionably. So as I listen to government officials, take our property, take the right to our very life, threaten us, insist we inject things into our person, all of it. I'm disgusted, but this is the natural trajectory of a totalitarian government. This is what they do. It gets to be where they're controlling you all the time. Now, here's the other thing, the ironic thing. In most totalitarian societies, the one thing that they were able to deliver to the slaves that they called citizens was safety. Ironically, that's the one thing they were capable of delivering, safety. Now, I'm not advocating for a a government that places us under a Third Reich house arrest and Third Reich rules. I'm not not ever advocating for that. But we are getting the Fourth Reich. We're getting all the rules that are pushed upon the law-abiding citizen, that are pushed upon the free citizen, that are pushed upon the entrepreneur. We have all that, right? We've got all the restrictions, all the penalties for living life according to the law. Yet, where is the repercussion for the criminal, for the scumbag, for the gangbanger, for the carjacker, for the murderer, for the drug dealer? Where is the penalty for that? Because as I read the articles, the the numerous articles, we talked briefly about the food stamp increase. But I don't think people have a face on that food stamp increase. So I want to help them. okay? Because the average American family spends $537 on food a month. The average family of four. In this country. That's what they spend for the people not on government cheese. Well, thanks to the mafia. The Democrat mafia. They've increased that to where if you are on government cheese. You get the equivalent of $835 in food stamps. So $835 if you're on government cheese. If you work, your wife works, you raise two kids. You on average spend $300 less than that. So it now pays more. To be a welfare cockroach. Now here's the problem with being a welfare cockroach. You have no dignity. You have no self-respect. You have no sense of the value of life. Which is why I read articles where a 15-year-old girl is found drugged and raped and beaten to death in an alley. 60-year-old woman caught in the crossfire, shot on the Dan Ryan. And the murder and the mayhem and the carjackings and all of it all perpetrated by the Democrat base, the welfare rat. That's just the fact. Now, we could pretend that somehow they're the victim when the reality is in this country, I'm the victim. You're the victim. If you do the right thing, you are the victim. And you know what proves me right? See, I love to be proven right. I mean, I really love it. Cook County property taxes increased by $534 million. Now, what in the hell does Cook County deliver to the citizen that deserves an increase for the very rat's that let us down, that guarantee to rob us and cannot protect us. What is worth this? Is it the school system? Is it Sharky, the communist scum that he is?
2: We need um, adequate staffing in our classrooms. Um, we need some metrics, some guardrails about what would happen if this, um, if the transmission rates continue to go you know, up like they did last fall.
1: No, you communist scumbag. You need some more money and you need some more loyalty from the commissar you call teachers. That's what you need and that's why you hired two thousand more jobs, phony jobs in those prisons, those prison camps you call schools. That's why, because that's what you want. You want more money because the face of real greed is not a man that fights to keep his own property. The face of greed is the government that fights to take it away and the scum that benefit from that like Sharky and the rest of the municipal union commissar, because that's what they are. They are the commissar, and that's just the fact. And in the meantime, what happens to the citizens? We get property tax increases. And by the way, when you're on your way home from seeing a White Sox game, which, by the way, I, 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 the only benefit to what's coming on the horizon, they're going to start with the masks. We all know what comes next from these handsome devils like Eduardo, Edwardi, and uh, Lightfoot and the rest of them. We know what comes next. This is a shutdown. The only benefit when they finally do shut down is at least we'll stop hearing tragedies of a wife A mother, a grandmother, and an innocent victim being
0: slaughtered. Died from her injuries here at the University. State police tell us that woman in her sixties died from her injuries here at the University of Chicago Medical Center. Now they also tell us another woman was grazed by one of those bullets, but she refused treatment. Now a source that was on the scene tells us two cars were shooting at each other around ten o'clock last night on the Dan Ryan when they hit two other vehicles, a white You know, I'm sick of this.
1: I am absolutely and totally sick of it. Here's an idea. FBI, I know you're investigating vaccination cards. Ooh, the vaccination cards may be forged. They get three years. Did you know if you get caught with a vaccination card, you get three years? They just got some clerk at Walgreens. He's threatened with life in prison for selling the vaccine cards. That seems, okay, you came up with that law. What exactly is the penalty for the scum that are killing the people on the expressways? FBI, you got a penalty for that? Why aren't you guys there with your side parts and your cheap off-the-rack suits at every exit ramp? Here's an idea. Put those cars that we pay for at every exit ramp. And when you see a couple of scumbags, welfare roaches, driving down the street with AK-47s, what do we say we arrest them? You want to do that? Because they got these two guys. And what's our government going to do? I'm curious. What do you think Fox is going to do In Lightfoot and the rest of the Marxist mafia? And including the aldermen? I'm sure... They're not getting campaign contributions from the gangster disciples and the drug dealing billion dollar scheme. I'm sure they have absolutely no idea where the houses are, where the drug dealers are living. They have no idea about the street. None. They're completely victimized by this. What are you going to do to stop this? Because it's day in and
0: day out. We don't even have to wait for the weekend anymore. It was a Tuesday night SUV and a red sedan. Now, the woman who died was a passenger in the SUV while a passenger in the sedan suffered that grazed wound. A source on scene says police chased the suspects with speeds up to 120 miles per hour. The suspects then crashed into a state trooper near 60th and Ashland and then were taken into custody. So we got them. There's no question of who it is. None.
1: So what are you going to do? Because unless you put these dogs, dogs away for the rest of their useless, miserable life, don't worry. The state will still pay to keep these roaches alive unless you put them away for the rest of their life and take them away from the streets. This story is just the, ne- the first one. We're going to hear a next one tomorrow morning, and then we're going to have to all see the tragedy and the mayhem like the father of the seven-year-old beautiful little girl who was shot or the father of the 15-year-old girl drugged and raped or the rest of them or – or is the Democrat Mafia's plan to give them another increase in food stamps? What do you say we kick it up a notch? Maybe when we pay them 100000 a year, they'll act like human beings instead of the welfare roaches the government created. You see, because that's what the real story is. When you give somebody housing, money to walk around, and food, they have no respect for their own life or anyone else's. They are, from that moment, a danger to society. It doesn't work. Or are you going to keep sticking the fork in the light socket? Because if you can't provide that safety, well, then how dare you raise my property taxes? Are you out of your mind? I was already stupid enough to buy property in Cook County, dumb enough to try to believe I could raise a family. Now you're going to increase my taxes to pay the very roach that kills me or or rapes my kid or slaughters my grandmother? You better straighten up because I understand we got a grade on a curve, right? I mean, you only got the job because you're a lesbian, because you're a woman, and because you're of a particular race. So I shouldn't expect you to do anything, right? We got to drop down our standards. But that has real consequences. It's death and murder and mayhem. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. Everything is, awesome. Everything is awesome. All right. We're training a new kid. I am not responsible for that music. This isn't like an aerobics class, kid. You better man up, boy. See? My, oh my. Do you know how much it costs to uh, hire an employee if you're a capitalist? If you own the business? you have any idea what it costs the employer to pay an employee, say, 35000 a year? Well, when you factor in the government's cheese and the unemployment and all the cost of the welfare offsets, to pay somebody 35000 a year, it actually costs your employer forty three thousand seven hundred and fifty. On the low end, it really averages around forty nine thousand a year. You know who gets the rest of that money? So the the employee makes the thirty five thousand, right? Then he pays his taxes. The employer pays all of the costs to pay that guy. You know who makes the middle? The government. Then they make the money again from the guy who they tax at thirty five thousand. Then they want to tax the company again in uh, corporate tax. What are you paying all these taxes for? Well, you certainly aren't paying it for safety. You certainly aren't paying it for actual, actual work because they do nothing. You're not paying it for schools because what is the first thing they want to do? Stop teaching. Remote learning. And by the way, we want our salary increases. So exactly here we are in the year 2021. What the hell are we paying for? It doesn't make any sense to me anymore. It doesn't make any sense to me. So unless counties like Cook are penalized, they're never going to learn. Because with the swipe of a pen, they can raise taxes and put them on the very businesses you hope hire the people.
3: Cook County Treasurer has been an outspoken critic of property taxes, calling for reforms to how local governments are funded. Her latest report shows how some businesses and property owners will shoulder a greater tax burden, this despite efforts to provide relief during the pandemic.
1: It doesn't pay to own real estate and have a relationship with a government like Illinois. It doesn't pay. What it does explain why you can't give away a casino in Chicago. They can't give it away. Four casino forms. Nah, not interested. See, this is the reality of what happens when you let moron, corrupt, mafia figures pretending to be a political party. We refer to them as Democrats. But what they really are... Is extortionists. All right, Misty. You know, I, I, you knew I was going to get aggravated. The last thing you handed me said tax increase. Now, you knew everything was off the table. Misty's mad I was supposed to talk about Biden, but this to me is more important because it directly affects us. And I'm sick of thinking. Oh, we have a guest. I'm sick of thinking of the families of these people. I really am. Teresa in the north. Or no, Don in Bloomingdale. Sorry.
4: Hey, Sean. You know, it's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. Uh, uh, 50,000 people of. From Illinois, in the middle of the state, last year, exited. Those aren't Democrats; those are Republicans. So it's going to get worse because there's not going to be enough of us, the ones that have, can afford it, like me, who's planning on going to Florida. I'll be talking to you. Uh, that well, do you know why so it's Don?
1: You know why it's more important you go to Florida? You want to know why it's more important to keep Florida a Free. state that's willing to Free. put up a fight? Because Illinois is not anymore. They're not. They're willing to bend over and take it. And I just think it's sickening. Thank you so much for the call. Sorry, but we got a short segment. And I got a guest next. Teresa on the north side. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I wish people who are on the government cheese would realize as long as they're on it, they lose their
5: self-respect, all ambition, and they become takers and lazy as hell. And that's what the government wants.
1: And you know what else the government understands? They become gods among them. Because this is the real goal. Because this is not something that just woke up today. This is something we've been pretending we could control for half a century. And now the chickens have come home to roost, Reverend Wright, haven't they? Where are all the reverends? They're quiet on this. Teresa, thanks for the call. I got a short segment, and then we got guests next. Uh, Marino. I like that name. Marino, Northwest Indiana. Hey, how you doing?
4: from From Northwest Indiana. How you doing? Wonderful. How are you? Okay, in this area, we don't got no streets paved, or none. Of our bus system is ridiculous. From northwest, northeast, Indiana, North Central Indiana, the bus system sucks.
1: And in the meantime, in the meantime, for the people who are foolish enough to own property taxes, have your prop. Property taxes come down with all of the mayhem, with all of the businesses shutting, with all of the services you haven't been provided, with the schools. Now you have one teacher that can teach from her from her bedroom. She doesn't have to leave. Have your taxes been adjusted to go back into your pocket or your landlord's pocket or anybody? Or have they just taken more and more and more? My question is, if you can't provide the service, why do you get to take more? And why don't the people have a voice in it other than abandoning their property?
4: Okay, the people in Gary... They, they they weak in the knees. Huh? Like they closed the jersey You don't got no Catholic schools in the city of Gary, Indiana alone. East Chicago only got one. Hammond got three.
1: Marino, the main thing is you got to figure out, and I mean this, you got to figure out how to take care of yourself because you know what this is going on, right? Now, I, we didn't even talk about the main. You got to take care of yourself, Marino. You got to get yourself to a better place, a better state where you get the things you should be getting. I'm sorry, because what they're doing now, Marino, they're using you. They're using you as a number, as a citizen, to get money that they don't provide services for. So, to me, you sound like a wonderful guy. You need to you need to change because they ain't going to change, man. That's just the fact. Thanks for calling and thanks for listening, Marino. I appreciate it, Michael, on the South Side.
4: Sean, uh, all I have to say to you is Amen, and also, and, and I want I want to point out is you know uh, the people you're referring to. Uh, We have to smell their weed to pick up their garbage, and in turn, they can go to the voting booth and dictate to you.
1: And this is why. Why do you think that they're celebrating, and I know you know this, Michael, because it was a big story. I have the clip. Why do you think they're celebrating the big, big boom in marijuana sales? And they're not telling the people. The vast majority of those people buying that marijuana are on government subsidies. So the government is literally funding people to intoxicate themselves to keep them high so that they are literally wards of the state and before you know it they can't leave and this is something that we either identify and work to correct or we simply roll over now see i'm on two sides of this thing i'm philosophically people should be free enough to be losers but they shouldn't benefit from it right that's how i feel about it. you want to throw your life away and be a homeless person and a hobo and and live like a scoundrel go ahead I don't want to pay you for it. I'm put in the worst of two worlds. That person now has become the virtuous weapon they use against me obtaining and gaining more income. And the idea that government can limit my success but never limit failure, pick a side, and it isn't my side. Michael, thanks for, for calling and thanks for listening. I p- truly appreciate it. And I mean this. When this city and when this state celebrates people on welfare getting more money, celebrates marijuana stores and how somehow that's a benefit to society and doesn't penalize the people who are killing the innocent people, it is time to make a decision. Pick a side. And if you're on the side of the scourge, then get over there and fund yourself. The one thing I always want to say about socialists, if it's such a good idea, why don't you do it yourselves? Let me say I'm not a socialist and keep my money so I don't have to fund the very scoundrel that wants to harm me rape my kids and waste my money. Let's draw the line in the sand now. Socialists, we know who you are. Let's start with Democrats and I'll give you 30% of the Republicans. The rest of us keep our own taxes among ourselves to benefit us our own schools our own everything because I'm tired of picking up the cost for the welfare roach.
6: So that's Friday. So that's Friday.
1: You're two days early. Man, oh, man. Training a guy. It's Wednesday, kid. Oh, see, this is how the kind of boss I am. I don't coddle these kids. I don't coddle them. You producer, you get the hell out of here. I'm a capitalist. I know, I know. And you know what else it is? I think it's that I'm edgy. Because I, uh, I have developed a relationship with Johnny Rocket. I love him. He's a talented son of a gun. I know the guess is on the line. And uh, what makes me nice is to see young people that thrive, like Johnny Rocket, like our own very own Johnny Rocket. And then I love when I see a young person who understands the fundamental principles of Americanism, like Tiana Lowe. She's a commentator and a writer for the Washington Examiner, as well as an on-air contributor for Pluto TV. She previously interned for National Review, so she knows what fake conservatives look like. How are you? Thank you for joining me, Tiana.
2: Hi, thank you for having me. So
1: you're going to have a lot of fun on this interview because I had a lot of fun watching you write in the Washington Examiner. And I love the fact that you actually are an economist, for lack of a better title. You graduated from USC with a degree in economics. Is that not correct? Yes, economics and
7: mathematics. That is my educational background.
1: So how does your head not explode when you listen to the nonsense you're forced to listen to of this Keynesian soiree we call American economy?
7: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's scary enough to watch not just figures like, you know, by 2051, uh, our payment on our interest in our national debt will eat up 9% of our GDP. But then also the fact that you have fellow millennials like AOC, the ones whose children are going to have to clean up this mess and pay for all of this, that they're the ones pushing it the hardest. You yeah. think that at some point, my generation, which likes to find grievances with everything, would realize that things like Social Security and things like Medicare and Medicaid are essentially generational wealth transfers. And instead, we, we can get mad about everything else under the sun, but not about the fact that boomers are bankrupting us.
1: Exactly. Every American, I, I remember them saying, every American owes 750000 in taxes due to the debt. That, that is such a lie. 50% of Americans are on welfare, so that means the small percentage of us who are still capitalists somehow have to figure out how to pay off their debt and ours. It is just a system of failure, kind of like what I want to talk about in the Middle East. As I was reading today, the IMF bank, that Keynesian concoction of fraud, which is linked to the World Bank, as you know, has to make payments... To the Taliban now, as they have seized absolute and total control of Afghanistan. Why isn't anyone talking about the simple money that's involved here?
7: Well, we aren't talking about the money. We aren't talking about the fact that estimates officially from the Biden administration have ranged from 10,000 to 15,000 Americans still stranded with less than a fortnight to go before Biden's artificial evacuation deadline, there is very little sense for what is actually at stake here because we'd much rather have this fake debate about whether or not this is an all-or-nothing decision. That's how Biden wants to have it, and that's how the media wants to have it. Because no one who's criticizing Biden is saying there was never a case for leaving. In fact, there was never a case for leaving that gave the Taliban maximal control and that maximized American loss of life while at the same time leaving Humvees and American military weaponry to the literal Taliban. It is not unrealistic that in two weeks from now, we're watching arenas of hundreds of American citizens get executed by medieval jihadists using American weaponry.
1: You know, as I hear you talk, I'm reminded that uh, I'm old, although I look fantastic. I'm 53, but I was three years old when Joe Biden was uh, elected. For half a century, this morphodite has been making nothing but mistakes while touting himself to be an expert. His greatest mistakes, along with many of the Democrats, the Charlie Wilson kind, are really responsible for the radical, I don't know what I want to call them, Taliban, which the name kind of is fun to say, it makes me laugh a little bit, who are now the the, uh, world power. They are the architect for creating this mayhem and this this debacle. How in the world did so many Americans and i I, I could argue the, the the amounts, but how in the world did so many Americans be fooled by this kind of absolute and total incompetence and in history of failure that Joe Biden truly represents
7: So the big myth about Biden is that he was brought on to obama 's campaign. As a foreign policy expert, they did it because America in 2008 wasn't ready to elect a black man named Barack Hussein Obama without the white guy that everyone trusted and liked, middle class Joe, over his shoulder. Because the truth is, Joe Biden has been wrong about every foreign policy issue is ever weighed in on. Don't take my name. Don't take my word for it. Take that of Robert Gates from the Obama administration. The fact is, he was in favor of the illegal bombings of Serbia and of Libya. He opposed the surge while favoring entering the Iraq war in the first place, opposed the Obama raid on Osama bin Laden that was obviously successful. There should come a little surprise here that he wants to pull a Saigon, mainly because he's so old, he was there to support the initial withdrawal from Saigon.
1: Yeah, but he was there from the I sidelines. Know, five deferments for for good old Joe, the athlete who suddenly developed asthma right as he was supposed to go to Vietnam.
7: Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, Biden's role was always as a whip in the Senate, and he was quite good at that. He did help with votes for Obama. But that's the thing. There was such a void in 2020 of any Democrat without the last name Clinton who demonstrated any sense of leadership or moderation that, that Joe Biden was just the least disastrous option. And so- the fact is, the 2020 primary came down to two almost 80-year-old white guys Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden. And everyone was just scared of the socialists, so they ran into the arms of the guy who was slightly less insane.
1: Yeah, but at least Bernie Sanders could get out of a room without a lit exit sign and an assistant pointing at him saying, door. This, we are in a real pickle here. And the reality is what got my attention, I've been, I've been reading the Washington Times for a long time. I've been watching a lot of your articles. Now, on a Washington Examiner, I'm sorry, what, what, um, what caught my attention was that I knew all of Joe Biden's history because I am a political junkie, right? So I'm well aware of the corruption, and the scandals, and the incompetence. And right as I saw he was successfully going to usurp the office, I renounced my consent to be governed. And I started to say, look, the, the Democrats at this time, at this stage of the the uh, Trump election, or at the, it, when he was um, going to be sworn in, we're already talking impeachment. We have more than enough evidence of the corruption alone, the links to China, the links to the Russian, the the mayor of Moscow, what we have for fact in Ukraine, how the son is a bag man, the brother before him. Let's work on an impeachment. And you wrote the article that his, is there anything that he can do, any failure, any obvious corruption that he can do that would rally the moron Republicans to start talk of the, the 25th Amendment?
7: So the thing about impeachment, which is vague enough in terms of what the Constitution prescribes, right? High crimes and misdemeanors can be whatever Congress decides it is. The 25th Amendment is even more vague and, quite frankly, fits the bill more clearly. Right now, what's going on is not just a disagreement about a policy decision. I'm sure you could rally a bunch of Republicans to say, let's create a plan to eventually get out of Afghanistan. And that is not the issue here. The issue is that the guy executed something as, as commander in chief against the advice of all of his generals. And now that it's going disastrously, isn't just going to leave potentially up to 15,000 Americans to die intentionally, knowingly, but also can't be bothered to explain why an answer to the press, an answer to the public. You know, I mean, I don't know about you but I actually have to show up to work during the day. I can't just bounce at 3 p.m. on a Monday, which is exactly what he did. Ask yourself, why is he at Camp David during the most important point of his presidency thus far? Why is there on Fox News saying he's going to go back to Wilmington? Why is he not at the White House holding a press briefing every single day on the phone, on the ground, making sure that Americans are able to get home? Like, let's even forget the question of, of Afghan state building or Taliban, just the America first element of it. How do we make sure that American citizens have a president who is willing to fulfill his oath of office? The fact is right now we do not, which makes, I mean, look, during the primary, I tried not to criticize Biden on the grounds of how old he was. I tried not to poke fun at the idea that he's senile. I did all that. But when he's gone for this long, questions need to be asked. It is, now, it is now undeniable that something is being hidden because there was no other possible explanation. Even if you were out just kissing babies and going to food banks, any of that would be better than the absolute radio silence, which is completely at odds with the half-century career he's tried or energy he's tried to projective. Empathetic Joe, the elder statesman,
1: will understand. Yes. Now, Tiana, I'm older than you. I'm going to give you some fatherly advice. You actually look like my daughter, so I'm going to give you advice. If you want to not, <laughs> if you want to not work after 3 p.m., you want to get a lot of money for doing absolutely nothing and a cushy retirement, get a job in the government. Number one. Okay? <laughs> no, number two, criticize away. Because you're 100% correct. And your articles just some of the titles. So now we're just going to t- trust the Taliban not to kill Americans. This is what they wanted to get back in action. In my opinion, I disagreed with Trump on many issues. However, what he did and what I appreciated he did is he, uh, he disrupted the flow and the corruption of the military-industrial complex. They wanted to get that back in action. So they stuck this 50-year political whore in the office so he could pretend to be president and they could get the engine start rolling. Now, you're going to be mad at me. Because I went long with you, but I love talking to you. I have to go to break and I have to go top of the hour, but I want to thank you so much for joining me. I am going to insist that my listeners take a look at you at the Washington Examiner. Tiana Lowe, thank you so much for joining me. Keep up the good fight because when I retire, I'll be depending on people like you. Thank you so much. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Steve Cortez is not in the building, but his music lingers on. Listen, uh, I got a a text from a buddy of mine. What do you mean? She needs to stay at work when you retire for Social Security? No, 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 no. I don't buy any of the government scheme. You see, I can do the math. I understand what's happening. This economy is a lie. It is a scam. They're making it up. So I'm not relying on any welfare system, although I think they'll continue to print money right up until we Weimar Republic, the whole damn thing. But what I do mean by that is we're going to need people who are capitalists. We are going to need young people who understand that the Soviet economic system of the Democrats, also known as the Soviets, doesn't work. You know, there was a Fed meeting today. Ah, nobody talks about it. Ah, what are you going to do? It's no big deal. Are they going to decide to taper? Are they not going to taper? No. The whole damn thing is a lie. They're printing it up. In fact, right now, they're printing it up for what? Not just for you and not just for the welfare. The IMF Bank and the World Bank, which are a creation of the Brenton Woods Agreement. And by the way, they're funding now Afghanistan because the money goes to the country regardless of who's in charge. So the Taliban is going to get a payout of about $400 million because we're already obligated. It's already going to go out, and is Congress talking about it? Are you listening to, I, I mean, I watch a lot of news. I didn't see anybody talk about it. So now the Taliban's got Kabul, Kabul, whatever. They got the capital. Now they're going to get the money. Who's got the money? Who's got the money? They took it. And I don't, what about the billions they took from us, of all the equipment and all the other nonsense? See, this is a lot going on. So that's why CNN is going to come out and say, oh boy, he really botched this. Biden's approval ratings at 50%. It's under 50%. You know what that goes to show you? You got at least half of the country that are absolute and total morons. It does, however, explain why they have to up the food stamps even more so to what the average capitalist non-welfare person pays for food. It's the... It, it, it. Put your foot in the ground. This is where we hold up the empire or we watch it go away. I'll be
6: back.
0: From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned.
6: So I'm looking
1: at all of the headlines here. So now it's nice having three hours, right? We can discuss so many different topics. I want to take a little different approach, which right now makes Misty Callahan very nervous. But that's all right. It's my show, right? Here's what we're going to do. As we are now entering what is obvious to some of us, the second lockdown. Lockdown Part Do. All of our cries for justice. All of our cries for liberty, for freedom, for individuality, for Americanism. It's being ignored, and the justification is it's for our own good. Everything, every failure on our front, whether it be economically, whether it be foreign policy, whether it be right here and domestic. And I remember years ago watching all of the old interviews with Thomas Sowell and Milton Friedman and Hayek and all of the old warnings of, of, of what happens if we allow our government to take that position of the master as we become the slave. And the reality is what happens is it's a sales pitch. So you've got a stupefied society. You've got a society that's been told, sure, it's going to fail. If you're a failure, it's normal because the system is rigged against you and you're victimized by freedom. You know, if you listen to all of the complaints, mask, no mask, kids in the mask, the whole thing, as we cry Sure, the virus is small, the mask is ineffective, and you don't really have a vaccine, you're experimenting, and the proof is you've got massive breakout cases. So why would you continue to force your will on us, knowing that it's fake, knowing that it's not working? Why would you do it? And the reason is because we're allowing this. Because socialism and that false safety that it sells you, that false security, even though we all know the programs don't work, none of it works. Pick a socialist Agenda, pick a socialist policy, a socialist platform. It doesn't work. You're not redistributing wealth. You're you're making it up. You're printing money. You can't. There's not enough you could take to cover the 55% of the slots and the rest of it. It sells because it has this same thing that all witchcraft, that all stories and fairy tales has. It has a a utopia that it can paint this picture. You're going to get here one day. It's going to be great. Sure, you're all going to live in the same kind of houses. You'll wear the same kind of things. You'll all have this, this false equality. When no, The beauty of, of, of humanity itself is the inequality. It's beautiful. Do you want somebody that's just like you, that has the same things that you pal around with? Of course not. It's the beauty of humanity is that we are all different. Socialism flies in the direct conflict of that. It flies in the direct, direct face of how ridiculous the whole damn thing is. So now all of the failures, mainly that government commits, is the excuse to implement more and more and more. And we're at the point now, which I think is the breaking point in the American history. I think that this is it. I think when they do the autopsy of how America failed, it'll be the year 2020. And the policies, the politicians that followed, that implemented what they know destroys a society, both economically and socially. We know... What destroys it? And yet we're allowing a select few. When you really think about it, it's 535 politicians in the federal government, and then we have a slew of municipal ones. So when I see stories like Pritzker, sees private schools, and somehow he is the lord of, of Illinois and can, you will do this. I think the natural American reaction is to say, wait a minute, you're just some trust fund fat kid. You don't, you're nobody. You're just a fat guy. You don't get to tell me what to do. And that would be my reaction because I was stupid. And I thought that the American principles and that the individual unalienable rights actually exist. I thought they meant something. So when I see businesses be seized, I say, well, I'm not going to shut mine down. And I'm an outlier. Oh my God, this crazy goof. What is you? Yeah. You think you're an American? You're going to think that's yours. Sure, you paid a rent. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you funny money. You got an LLC? Yeah, I got one. All right, we're going to give you funny money. You got two LLCs? Yeah, we'll give you funny money for that. And what do you got to do to pay? Why do I want the money? Well, you don't have to pay us back. Just take the money. We'll work out the details later. I say to myself, what kind of moron would take the money? If you're not? And that's a moron that, that, that wants to have an excuse to take the money. Same thing like the welfare person. They want the excuse to take the money. They want to be coddled in their failure. But ultimately, what does that do? That leads to you being the unmitigated slave. You are a slave. So when the government says, don't go out of your house, don't go out. Put the vaccine in your arm. Don't think. Put it in. And you say, well, I just want to think about it. I don't mind what other people do. I'm not trying to stop anybody from taking a vaccine. I just don't want to. I want to think about it. No then you see it just crack down more and more and more. So when you have people come out and say, oh, you know, we're going to go to a time where they're going to take the unvaccinated, they're going to take the people who say, I'm not doing it, and they're going to put them in a camp somewhere. You say, ah, it's never going to happen. Because we know, socialists have never put anybody in camps, right? It is going to happen. So now it's going to start. We're at the point, the stick is getting a little deeper, a little deeper. No more just the tip, a little deeper. And now you're seeing what's happening in, in New York, Remember, it's coming here.
7: No vaccination, no service. That's about to be a fact of life in the five boroughs. The city's vaccine mandate said to take effect, and that means you will need proof of at least one shot if you're going into restaurants, gyms, and nightclubs. News force Tracy Strait. Now, restaurants,
1: gyms, and nightclubs. Now, in my America, the old-fashioned one, you know, the one that was the richest country and the fastest and the most wealthy, the one that was built around the citizens. In my America, the owners of those restaurants and gyms. Those owners got to make those decisions. Those owners did. I decide who comes in. That's why when I, the greatest business move completely by accident. I don't want you to think I'm a genius. I'm not. I can't stand morons. So when I, in my business, I put a sign on the door, Biden voters keep out. I don't want you near me. That's my thing. It's my business. Okay, fine. I suffer the consequences and I say, stay out. So I philosophically support this if it was the owner's decision. But this is not the owner's decisions. This is Warner Wilhelm, who likes to go by the name Del Blasio because he doesn't think it sounds so Nazi-ish, but yet his actions are that of a Nazi. That's just the fact, Jack. What do you mean you have to have a chemical in your arm and you you can't get services? You can't go to these places? What about the people who feel the way I do and just want to think about it? Let me just do a little research. I don't know. I don't like what I'm seeing. Too bad. You will put it in your arm. And if you own a business, guess what? You don't own that business. Warner Wilhelm does.
7: Hands in Yorkville now with what you need to know. Tracy, good morning. Hey, darling, good morning to you. There was a little bit of confusion about this mandate. From what we've been able to ascertain, Mayor de Blasio signed the key to NYC
1: into a... key to NYC. It's a mandate. See, now, I, I, I actually... I got around, Jack, before I did the radio show. Oh, I lived a whole life. That's why it's hard for me to be told what to do by morons, by politicians, by baby-handed, butter-handed, soft socialist scum. It's hard for me. It's especially hard when they're ugly. So when I hear Lightfoot come on or Edwardi, I I, I say to myself, come on, shut your mouth. Mandate. I got your mandate right here. That's my knee-jerk reaction. But what the reality is, is they hold all the licensing. They hold all the licensing. See, in order to be in business, in order to be a capitalist, we've allowed this Rube Goldberg system of extortion. Small government, you know, the one that's supposed to represent us, they put up all these different barriers. They have all these bureaucrats that sit on their ass until they're told to go out and get me some money. So you now have a system where we walk around and we pretend we're America. We're pretending. And when it's okay to go out and they're not interested in the murder and mayhem, but they're interested in... Did you bend knee to my will? Did you put the mask on when you left your house? Did you leave your house? Did you have a good reason to leave your house? Did you drive further than you're allotted? I don't think you should do that. And by the way, did you put it in your arm? Because if you didn't, you're not going to the restaurant. You're not going. You're not going. You're not going to pretend to be an American. You're not going to pretend to be part of society if you do not bend to the will of the government. That is the definition of tyranny. That is communism. Now you want to pretend it's socialism or you want to pretend it's compassion? Like I should be compassionate about the very people that guarantee to limit my success. To limit my life. I should be compassionate about them. Or should I be compassionate about the drug addict? Should I be compassionate about the person who wants to rob me? Or the one who raped this guy's daughter? Should I be compassionate about the pedophile? Where does the line get drawn? Or is it whoever I'm talking to? Whatever tyrant I'm talking to decides. Because in my world, in my own world, these people are punchlines. Lori Lightfoot, Edwardi, Warner Wilhelm, Del Blasio, whatever. Cuomo, Biden, they're not actual Americans, they're barnacles and leeches on a system of extortion the citizens have allowed to be created. These are people who not only haven't accomplished anything, they obviously can't recognize failure. They cannot recognize tyranny. So I'm not going to pretend this is an American system anymore. I'm not. This is now a Soviet system that I'm going to have to figure out how to navigate through. And I want to know how you're going to figure it out. 312 642 I'll take your calls when I get back. You know, now you're just testing me. I do like it. All right, it's not terrible. All right, you're one for six. Um, you know, maybe this New York rule of no vaccination should be brought to the border. Can't get in. Vaccinated. Can't get in. I mean, after all, who wants a bagel anymore? I've, by the way, New York's food. It's better from the New Yorkers that recognize New York as a failed totalitarian system and move to Florida. I do like the pizza in Naples, New York style. But see, in America, law is supposed to be my shield, not your weapon. I'm supposed to be able to run to you and say, do you know how ridiculous it is? They're forcing me. People are trying to force me. Government, save me. And the American government, the rule of law, is supposed to come in and say, no, 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 no. What do you think you're doing to this guy? He's an American citizen. He has unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness until he kills somebody. At that point, he... That's what the American government's supposed to do. You're not supposed to pick favorites. We're going to take it from you. You. You have the audacity to make $400,000? What What do you think? You're some big shot? No. We're going to take your money. Who are we going to give it to? We're going to give it to the carjacker. We're going to give him a little walking around cash too. And then we got to, don't forget the guy and the wife who drugged the 15-year-old girl. They got bills to pay too. We're going to give it to them. This is the problem you get into because when you hear people justify tyranny, you're lost. There's no justification for tyranny. I mean, I'm sure there could be a circumstance like, say, you know, something that's deemed a pandemic. Then all the bets are off. Then all bets are off. Then you will bend. I still say no. I say it's an unjust government. I say the government is rogue. I say it's time to be reined in. Not me reined in. Them reined in. That's what I think. All right. I'm silly that way. Crazy. Kevin in Barrington.
3: How are you, Sean?
1: I'm all right Kevin but I read your comment and before you say what you're going to say I want to ask a couple of questions. What do you think of that? See, I interrupt the the callers. Did well, your was your wife on any kind of um any kind of probation at her job before the word COVID was uttered in America?
3: No. Did
1: your wife requ- receive any complaints from customers or people she was servicing? No. Was she considered to be successful, and were, was her employer happy with her before anyone uttered
3: COVID? Extremely. And now what's the case? Now the case is if she doesn't get the jab, she loses her job in October, and there's nothing we can do about it, and it threatens lively, our livelihood, my home life, my kids.
1: I have a... um. I have a casual relative. I married into the family, and I love the lady. She's wonderful, and she's in healthcare. Ironically, in healthcare, she's been in healthcare for 27 years. She got three years ago for retirement, and they told her the exact same thing. Now, instead of saying, "You know, I'll, you know," because they have a whole pension system, we'll let you buy out. No, no, no. You get the jab, or you get fired. and You lose everything. Yep. I don't know how I can't run to my government, which is an American government, to say. Can you help me? Can you help this woman who's going to lose her job? Can you help the woman who's going to lose her pension? And you, you justified tyranny is the excuse of the Nazis, was the excuse of the communists, the USSR. It's the excuse of, of the fascists in Cuba. It's now the excuse of the American fascists. And I, I keep waiting for lawyers to come out, all the lawyers, lawyers who've made millions and millions of dollars in the American judicial system, who know full well They're politicians as judges. Why aren't they trained to help us? Where's the ACLU? Where's Antifa? Where's the anti-fascists? What's more of a direct act of fascism than the mandate in New York, than Pritzker mandating the the seizure of private schools? I mean, I understand if it's a government school, they do what they want. But here's my question. What are you going to do?
6: I don't know what
3: we're going to do. All right. I don't know what we're going to do. We, uh... We've been talking about it and can't come up with any answers. Well, you, the first thing you're going to do is but hang tough. Do not want to get it.
1: Listen, here's what I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell you because if you don't mind, I hear I hear a little angst in your voice. I just got off the phone when my oldest daughter was going through the same thing. And you know what I what I what I always say to people, and I remind I remind myself, I'm going to tell you the truth, Kevin. I've been broke three times, busted, investments gone sideways, driving around bills. Not you know, and I keep thinking to myself, all right, listen, die, uh, pressure does two things: it creates diamonds and dust. In America, you get to decide which one you're going to be. I'm going to choose to be the beat of diamond. I'm going to figure it out. And what I'm going to suggest to you is, although you're under pressure, and don't, let, don't bend into the pressure, when you wake up, when you think about it, have that optimism you had when you were a kid, when you were deciding what you were going to do. You know, when we're kids, we have nothing. We start out, we're 19. Years, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got pot to, you know, and the window to throw it out of. And yet we figure it out because we're optimistic. And it's through that optimism that doors open up. So as, as miserable as you are, as bad as things are, there's optimism out there. Now, do I think it's in Illinois? The answer is no. You're in Barrington. You're probably getting killed in property taxes. But you and your wife pick up, load the kids up, and go somewhere that's thriving. Right now, there are 21 states that refuse to bend knee to this tyranny. My recommendation to you, go to it. You'll feel better and the opportunities are greater. Don't stay and take it. That's the way I protest. I recommend it to you. And always keep listening to me. What do you think about that, Kevin? See, a little shameless plug. What do you think?
3: (laughs) I like the last part. Just keep listening to you.
1: All right, buddy. Listen. Uh, Go ahead.
3: Two of us will keep fighting. That's all you got to do. It's all you can do. But
1: remember, ultimately, we're right.
3: But it's harder when you get older and, you know, you've got so much to lose. Remember Colonel Sanders.
1: Colonel Sanders was 65 years old. He had been turned down on his idea, on his recipe, over 900 times. 65. Wouldn't give up. He ended up, you know what he did. I mean, come on. There's always an answer in a capitalist system. You just got to figure it out and never, ever bend knee. If out of spite, stay positive. You cannot let him win. Thanks for the call, Kevin. I appreciate it, brother. All right, listen. I went long. I got to go to break. If you're on the line, stay there. I'm going to take you. I promise. Three one two six four two fifty six hundred. I got one open. We'll be back.
6: Now you're talking, kid. The See, the minute I threaten them
1: with throwing them, them out, the music the gets better. I if I would have coddled them, we'd still be listening to, be to that Cortez like iPad.
6: So Front
1: page face. of the Drudge: Boosters in September, vaccines declining effectiveness against infections. Feds to mandate nursing homes. The more it fails, the more they mandate it. It's this is unbelievable. All right, Megan, Orland Park.
2: Sean, I love that song. It's oh, thank one of my favorite. It's
1: very good. It's very good. The kids stumbled on it by accident. We're gonna find out if he can do it again. Go ahead.
2: Well, Sean, you're worth waiting twenty six minutes and twenty one seconds to talk to. It's
1: not the first time I heard that, ironically <laughs> enough, but thank you.
2: <laughs> um, so anyhow, I don't know if you recall about two weeks ago when I called and they said there was a vaccine pass coming to France. I do we remember to show it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um so yeah. Uh,
1: this thing in New York this Megan, this thing in New York. Who I mean, I I'm that serious about it. you know what the rents used to be? I mean, I understand they've come down because of the New York policies and businesses have have collapsed. But if you somehow manage to hang on and follow all of their ticky tack BS nonsense, now you're open again. And now the government tells you, not you, you. You still have not earned the right to make your own policies as a business owner. The government can tell you no. Value. At the same time, headlines in the news are breakout cases. We've got Governor Abbott vaccinated. We all know the stories of the of the risk and the mayhem. And not only that, it's failing as they're telling you they need boosters and the rest of it. They're still still going to tell you, put the failure in your arm or you can't own your business. To me... This is the now, now. Now this is it. Now now the deal's off. Yeah, deal's off.
2: So I, I have one more thing to tell you. So my husband told me this morning in a town of um, Australia, four hundred thousand people. One person tested positive for COVID, so they're shutting down. And now they're coming up with a retention camp, a retention building. I think so it's-, it's got shade shades of uh, like Asian the Japanese internment cap. It's right actually I think it.
1: it's actually New Zealand, which is ironic because I, I used to be yeah. I used to yeah. be a rugby follower and they have the best the toughest baddest dudes on the planet. Um, uh, as a rugby team and to think yeah. that those guys are told now now you don't leave your house. I mean, it's ugly. Tyranny was ugly in the 20th century It was ugly in the 19th. It's been ugly all the way back to when uh, uh, it was fashionable to dress like they do now in Afghanistan. It's been fashionable for a thousand years. And here we are in the year 2021 when we're all supposed to be so sophisticated and so advanced and so ahead of the game. And you are literally, I was not exaggerating when I called the Democrats the Fourth Reich. And they're proving it to me. Thank you, Megan. And thanks for holding. You know, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. No
2: problem. Okay. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. See she held on so long we let her say goodbye. See, I'm friendly. and by the way, I didn't they're all holding, and I so appreciate you holding. Um, really, Mary Lombard, thank you so much. Hi, Mary.
7: Oh, hi. Sorry. I, I'm good. not in Lombard anymore. Um, no, I just, and this is a stretch, but I just see a correlation between, um, you know, locking down businesses. Remember when they had
3: the smoking ban and business owners and buyers and restaurant owners couldn't <laughs> decide whether to allow smokers? First of all, it was, if you, didn't it should have been don't fought. There.
1: You know what? You're, it should have been fought there. You know, you're <laughs> yeah. exactly correct. It should have been fought as the business if you owner. you don't want to go to that restaurant, don't go. If you don't, it's my, it's my restaurant. Don't come in. And do you know what's funny? To this day. To this day, I'm in South Florida. Do you know how many restaurants ask still have a smoking section? I think you'd be shocked, because in that state they said you pay the rent, you cook the food, you make the choice. Why? Yeah. We, when they're afraid of your choice, you're not a free man. The people, Americans are spoiled brats. They were born yeah. into a system they didn't appreciate, just like all spoiled brats. So they gave away this freedom and this liberty and this principle of property rights if you make right. my policies it's not mine it's that simple right. if i make a bad policy the beauty of capitalism i suffer i suffer yeah. if i make it but they don't come in i get to decide not some right. fat necklace trust fund right. baby who makes such bad decisions you know i i, I mean it's despicable to take a look at a family picture it's show me where there's a good decision in the bunch i can't thank you very much mary i yeah, appreciate it see nobody thought i could tie that together i did david and lansing
3: Hey, Sean, uh, about this tyranny um, and the vaccine, the so-called vaccines. We should call it gene therapy, but I have a way for Tea Party members to approach your dumbest socialists. Not the ones in on the scam, but the dumb ones. You just go right up to them and you say, imagine there's a uh, grounding of all planes because of fossil fuels. Now, uh, But there's a new plane out. It runs on nuclear energy. And the only way for you to fly is to get in this experimental aircraft and fly it. So if you want to go somewhere and it requires a flight, you have to do it. And by the way, you cannot sue the manufacturer of the plane or the airline if it crashes. You're on your own, kid. David, you know, I like it. And um, okay.
1: I, I like everything <laughs> except the tea. Story. I like everything except the tea party, and I'll tell you why. What the hell good did the tea okay. party do? When you elect people like Adam Kinzinger and that scumbag Irish gypsy that used to be here, when you elect these idiots. Forget about it. Go away. Don't ever mention it again. Because it didn't do anything. It didn't change anything. The whole purpose of it, if you remember, was to repeal Obamacare and to control the debt. Look at what happened. Look at what happened to these guys we turned in to the real, the real windfall called Washington. Look at what they did to us. I mean, it's a travesty. So I like everything, but uh, I'm no longer still going to I believe
3: in the Tea Party. I, I still believe in the Tea Party principles well, we should...
1: You know what? Loyalty is something that most battered housewives have, too. So I, I cut you some slack. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Greg and LaGrange.
4: Hey, how are you doing today, Sean? Good. How are you, buddy? One of the things we got to look at is, I think it came out of the Washington Post today, about the figure, the 99.7 or 99.5 percent. I don't know which percentage uh, it was, about the unvaccinated being the ones that are being impacted by Delta in and there, and, and it's an outbreak of those unvaccinated. Well, if you were to look at that piece, you have to remember that when you, if you were to look at that piece, you would see that Ms. Walensky from the CDC basically said the time period for those, for that data that they collected where they came up with that statistic and put that label on it was from January to June. That's six months. There were a lot of people unvaccinated, unvaccinated in January to June. Now, I think what you need to do, I'm not going to, I'm not going to I'm not going to make an opinion either way of why that number was what it was and how it was being put and why it was put out there. But you have to do your own due diligence and you have to look and you can find some of that information. Well, I agree. What we with know you. is happening. What we know is happening, Sean, is very clear. We are being coerced to do this and we are being squeezed to do this. Because Think about this point, right? Think about this one point. You can go out and government can go out and say, I'm going to sue a gun manufacturer or the average Joe or Jane can sue a gun manufacturer. If that gun is involved in a crime that harms them and that gun can only be used against somebody if it's being used by somebody with malice, bad intent. But you have to take this vaccine or whatever you want to call it.
1: Well, let's not call it a vaccine,
4: police. because if it worked, okay, fine.
1: it wouldn't matter who wasn't vaccinated. If it actually worked, I mean, I ha- I have a hard time leaving the premise. If it actually worked, it wouldn't matter who wasn't vaccinated. So you're admitting to me that it doesn't work. And then you're squashing you're squashing people and their ability to question it. We're, we're yanked off of uh, YouTube for a week because we brought on people that questioned it. So now you're censoring a, an alternative opinion, which means you're a liar. But the CDC has proven itself from the very onset to be liars. They are liars. And in my world, you lie to me once. Shame on you. You'll never lie to me again because then it's shame on me. You get one time. This ain't baseball. I don't have tights on, and I don't give a rip what other people think. So thank you, Greg. I'm sorry I went against a commercial break. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. 312 642 5600.
3: All right,
1: it'll be worse. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Just remember, when you're facing this kind of atrocity, remember what that prime example of a deep philosophical thinker represented by Democrats said.
4: But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. That's right, stupid. Hey,
1: whatever happened to his tax problems? Didn't I remember under Obama, he owed like $3 million, Worked it out, though, huh? Al Sharpton worked it out? I think he worked it out right after he got the fat bastard surgery, which, by the way, if health care is covered, can I get one of those for my trust fund butter-handed governor? I'm sick of looking at that chubby son-of-a-gun dude, a gun due to milkshake. That's for sure. All right. Tony and Al Grove got a good point.
4: Hey, hey Sean. Uh, I was doing some research today, and I found that um, – The CDC, through the government, is starting, uh, they're looking into creating what are called green zones. And basically, these green zones are um, basically uh, settlement camps where if you're not vaccinated, um, they're going to pull you from your family and put these people in these camps. So as I started researching it, you know, I didn't go through Google because Google won't pop anything up. I went through GoDuckGo and started reading articles about this. And then I went on Indeed and found that there's job openings for um, these, these internment settlement positions huh. um, that are just opening up within the last 30 days. So you can go on Indeed and look up in you know internment settlement.
3: Really?
1: Um, Do I get a Hugo yeah, Boss uniform like the first time the Nazis built it? Do I get the Hugo Boss? No, they got the big lapels, the Hugo Boss. One thing about the original Nazis, they were very well-dressed. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather be put in an internment camp by the guys in the Hugo Boss costumes than Dr. Dryheve Edwardi and uh, our moron mayor dressed in her mentalist costume. So, I mean, you know, if we're going to do it, let's do it the full Monty, baby. And, I, you know, I, I, I like camel, the color camel. Remember the ones that they pranced around in? I wasn't too fond of the gray or the black, but I would do, you know, the camel. I mean, if you're going to lock me up, at least let me go through the whole theater of it all. Or are we going to get stuck in these internment camps by these necklace fat kids? All right, thanks for the call, Tony. Very depressing news, and it's Duck Duck Go. but I didn't want to correct you. You were on to a very, very valid point. Mary, Northwest Side.
6: Hi, Sean. Hi, love Mary. your show. Thank you. And women love you. My husband hates you. I love you. Oh, I, I, love, love, that. <laughs> I love that.
1: I love that. I'm going to give you my wife's phone number. She doesn't think anybody likes me. Good. Go ahead.
6: You had a caller several weeks ago to talk about Novamax. And that's a vaccine that's coming out. I researched it after she said it. Something tells me I'm not going to like it. Tra- no, it's more traditional, like mom's chicken pack. It's not an mRNA. Oh, okay. And it, if the company could get their crap together and get it approved, uh, they're, they're trying right now in the UK. But uh,
1: You know what they need to do? They need to spread the stock tip. To a couple of politicians, so that they could really buy it and buy yeah. the options, and then they could rule that we're going to spend trillions of dollars. This way, you got to give it—you know—you got to give them the peace that they always want. So if they could you know, spread they it they as they a rumor,
6: Pfizer, they do. They feel Pfizer and Moderna is going to kind of try to get kicked them to the side.
1: Oh, well, that's going to happen. Just take a look at the stock but prices, and then always the, remember, Mary, it's not going to really happen unless in a financial disclosure of Nancy Pelosi. You see that her and her husband bought stock options. All right, that's how okay. I want you to focus on it. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for the call. Thank Tell you your husband he's a jerk. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Craig, White in Indiana. The-
4: <laughs> Hi, Craig. John, thanks for taking my call, man. Yeah. Hey, I've called you before. You're the best. Man. I appreciate. Congratulations it. on your extra hour. Thank all you. right, real quick. The uh, the caller that said that uh, his wife has until uh, October to get the jab. Yeah. You know, we need, Sean, I am so sick of this BS, this tyrannical bullshit. You know what we need to do? We need to stand up.
1: Well, here's what we need to do. You know and what? You know, I had an idea, Craig, did. I know you'd like it. I know my other listeners would like it. I wanted to form a group of capitalists, a union of capitalists, where we employed each other. We had places to go. And then there's a guy who advertised here who I met, who's a wonderful guy. He, he had... Um, buyingrightrit.com. It was a great idea. But what we need to do is come to that point where we're not just shopping with each other. We're employing each other. Because when times like this happen, you know, Craig, if I worked for you and you work for me and they try to do this say listen i don't care what they tell us your get your, your job is good here kid don't worry you know and this is the point we need to be because this is what happens in all tyrannies we have to come together to help each other because we cannot turn to the rule of law anymore and the real shame of it is this country is supposed to be built on that it's a shame that's why it matters who you vote for craig you know how much i appreciate you listening thank you brother i hear the music in my ear don't be mad at me i got to go to break but thank you for calling thank you for listening and uh, everybody but that other ladies, that wonderful woman's husband who thinks I'm a jerk. That's all right. It's going to happen. Good news is I don't really care what anybody thinks. I care what you think because it's me and you against the fascists, the socialists, the Marxists, all the ones pretending to be representatives. I'll be back after this. I have always subscribed to the philosophy of Americanism, and the philosophy of striving and to achieving. So loss is very hard to deal with. It's not something I've ever uh, gotten used to. To me, somebody who was a good loser was really just a loser. So we've got a lot of things happening after this very blatant and obvious loss that was taken by our military, unfortunately. And you've got all of these men who have served and died and watched their friends die. There's a lot of psychology here. What's going to happen to these people? How do you digest this magnitude of a loss? So I was very happy to get Dr. Carol Lieberman, the terrorist therapist, board certified, lives now in Beverly Hills, but formerly of New York. And she's the author of two award-winning books on terrorism, Coping with Terrorism. Dreams Interrupted and Lions and Tigers and Terrorists Oh my. How to protect your child in time of terror. I think it's crucially important we get her on. Hi, Dr. Lieberman, how are you?
5: Hi there. Fine, thank you.
1: So tell me, what is the best way to approach something this obvious, this undeniable, as a waste of not just the 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 money, but moreover the the effort of our military and how are these guys? going to deal with this
5: yes it is it is almost an unspeakable uh loss and and uh betrayal um and you know especially the way we got out i mean if we had gotten out in some kind of way that preserved something you know some sense of dignity some sense of peace some sense of uh, the terrorists aren't going to be able to be as strong as they were before Um, you know, you could put your finger on it and say, well, we accomplished something. But I mean, the the best that people can do um, who have given their their uh, given their lives one way or the other, even if they came back alive, um, the best that they can do at this time is to really feel good about try to feel good about about at least keeping terrorism out of America. Well, for the most part, I mean, there have been terror attacks, but Uh, keeping another 9-11 out of America for 20 years. Now, I know that that's very, it's not a big uh, comfort, but it's something.
1: And, you know, this is interesting to me because I, I was raised in a family that lost a very bright star at 19 years old in Vietnam. I also lived with a godfather who served multiple tours in Vietnam, and it was something that affected him the rest of his life. And we've seen this mm-hmm. scenario in Vietnam. That was something that was mm-hmm. very obvious, a, a, a fraud perpetrated by the American government on very clueless, very patriotic people. And it, at the end of it, I remember for decades just dealing with people who, who had fought and died and, and lost loved ones in that war, that, that feeling of just complete and utter waste I yeah. think that that's only something that really goes away when those people go away or get old. How does somebody who's in their 20s, in their 30s, wrap their mind around it um, or of mother and father? I watched my aunt go to the cemetery every day while she could her entire life. And I remember thinking, mm-hmm. this is why I, I it, it helped shape my views as a witness to this. But should we not learn from this? Isn't isn't really the real benefit to the to the memory of it is to learn from it and to make sure that our own government can never get away with this type of an abuse of power?
5: Well, yes, um, you know the the uh, commemoration of nine eleven the anniversary every year has gotten smaller and smaller. The media pays less attention to it. There are fewer events and so on. It's just, it's almost non-existent. And um, and I have been trying to get people to uh, pay more attention to it and commemorate it. And uh, be, one, for one reason, I mean, besides, of course, honoring the people who died and uh, who were at the sites and the, and the uh, first responders and so on. But besides that, um, he who forgets history is doomed to repeat it. And that is what Afghanistan is showing us. You know, people are have thought, especially as we become more preoccupied with COVID and politics and everything else, um, people have stopped worrying or thinking even about terrorists being out there um, and still planning to attack America. And um, and while we have been, you know, not thinking about them, they have still been thinking about us and planning. And, um, and of course, now with, with Afghanistan, with the Taliban's victory, uh, I mean, that's another thing. It's like the people who served in the war on terror and went into Afghanistan, you know, now it's, it's the, the Taliban has won. So that's another uh, betrayal, another slap in the face, another something. It's, it's going to be very hard for people to deal with that. But so this is um, uh, the fact that Afghanistan happened the way it did. That is certainly... Um, a reason that it should p- wake people up to the fact that we cannot forget um, that we are still that they are still our enemy and they're still they're sending videos around, they're sending um, magazines around. And in they fact, the they,
1: they've they never moved off their message. They have exactly. never moved off their message. But as I'm watching it unfold today, I'm told by propagandists that this is somehow a kinder and more gentle terrorist this is a kinder and more gentle taliban i mean how much of the bs doc you don't have to forgive me i'm a street guy but you're from new york how much of this do yeah. i have to intellectually twist myself into positions to not to, to tolerate
5: i mean yes their press conference was really pretty amazing they made themselves out to be like teddy bears and like oh, come to afghanistan it's almost like that yeah let's buy, buy a, a condo afghanistan. in afghanistan
6: yeah, exactly.
1: Uh-huh. I mean, you'll, get probably better, uh, you'll probably get a better price increase than you will in the city of Chicago or your old neighborhood in New York. However, it doesn't look too good when you realize that theocrats have a tendency to kill people. It's just what they do. Um, do you think the world is getting more friendly towards fascistic tyrannies around the world? Well, you know,
5: that's a good—certainly they are in the White House.
1: (laughs) I mean, it feels this way, doesn't it? It feels like tyranny and and government abuse and fascism is just the way of the future to me.
5: Yes, when you think about, for example, the vaccines, and uh, like in in France, and the protests in France, and I mean, yes, um, and of course here, I mean, we are just um, becoming more and more cowed. I mean, the government is taking more and more power, and we're not fighting back strongly enough.
1: So let me ask you this, because you're, you're, you're a psychiatrist. My kids, I raised kids. My daughter, my oldest daughter, was born months before September 11th, right? All of their lives, they've had to live with me. Now, here's the thing. My philosophy in life is very simple. With my last breath, I strike at thee. That's how I view everything. No matter what I'm going to do, that's how I view it, right? So I am a terrible slave. I am a terrible citizen under a, a fascistic government and they've watched okay. me put up with this. Has my demand and my being very steadfast in Americanism and the principles of freedom and liberty has that harmed my kids or have I given them an example of how not to accept American fascism?
5: You've given them an example and parents have to give them an example. Um, because they're getting, they're getting such propaganda in school. You know, that's why so many kids have turned against their parents when they think that what they learn in school, you know, I mean, all kids before, besides terrorism or or fascism or whatever, all kids, you know, tend to think as they get older and they're taught things in school, they think, oh, well, my parents don't know anything. You know, the teachers know things, the, the kids know, know things. Um, but, you know so they've been turning against their parents and, and uh, uh, say, thinking that what they're being taught in school is right. And so yes, we need parents to do what you're doing and not to, uh, not to turn over, not to show weakness. but you know it's so interesting because kids I mean now we have 20 uh, a, a generation of kids between zero and 20 who weren't born when, the, when 9/11 happened. And um, a lot of them have had, unlike you apparently, but, but they have been affected, uh, even though they weren't born, because they were raised by parents who were affected by 9-11. And some parents, you know, had PTSD, um, have PTSD. Some parents um, have changed in various ways. You know, that was a feeling where a lot of people felt helpless. I mean, that made Americans feel helpless. And so when kids are being raised in families where their parents, where they get the feeling um, that their parents are feeling helpless against the world, then that is making them more uh, likely, more vulnerable to accepting the propaganda of socialism and communism and all of that. Hmm.
1: So I've actually, although my kids refer to me as a jerk from time to time, I've actually maybe have helped them by being a jerk. That's right. All right, fair enough. <laughs> See, right. this is this is exactly when I lo- what I look what I was looking for. But I have to say, in this climate of political correctness, as now we have implemented things like racism in the name of racism, we've implemented sexism in the name of sexism. Why is it do you think that so many Uh, justice, social justice warriors who would advocate that we can't hire the best people we have to hire by genitalia and the rest of it. Why do you think so many of them are quiet right now when you have an ideology of Sharia law which guarantees abuse of all females, of all homosexuals, of anybody who does not bend knee to that third world, fifth century, ridiculous religion? Why is it that you think this is tolerated? among Americans. When those Americans want to use this so-called social engineering to correct American businesses and Americans they disagree with, why do they accept it from these people? Is it the outfits?
5: Is it the outfits?
1: Yeah, is it the because Taliban they're... outfits? Yeah, the Taliban outfits. I think they're very airy. They look very comfortable. Is it just that it relaxes <laughs> people?
5: Um, it, for the most part, I think it's because they don't really know what Sharia law is. They don't really understand uh, all about this. And, you know, I think I think America in general is in shock right now from what happened in Afghanistan. And um, so not people, not many people are speaking out in general um, other than to try to make the point about uh, um, Biden and how we have to how he's a danger to the country. Yeah. Um but I I don't think people. Have, I mean, like for example, at that press conference of the Taliban. Okay, so so like the I think the first person who, the first journalist that they called on was a woman, and she asked about you know how are women going to be treated, and they gave them some, gave her some lines about how oh yes we're going to be we're going to give women lots of rights blah blah blah, and then they said according to Islamic uh, or Sharia law. Now if you don't know what that means, <laughs>
1: that's not good.
5: The first part. Yeah. Of the sentence that they're going to give women rights.
1: Why is it you think that the world and the world finance, I mean, we could shut this down in a millisecond. It is a poverty stricken third world hellhole yet the IMF bank, the world bank, the U.N., they're just going to pretend this is a normal government. What the hell is going on? I mean, you're a psychiatrist. Has the entire world gone mad or is it just me that's gone mad? It might help me if you give me a definitive answer.
5: Yes, um, I know. I I think the whole world has gone mad. And I think that there are some very bad people behind all of this. And it has been slowly creeping up. And um, after George Floyd, there was a big flare up of a lot of it. And so people are more aware of more of it um, now. But really, it's been, it's been like the frog in the boiling pot. You know, we've been boiling very slowly. And now when we're realizing uh, that, that it's come to the boiling point, um, we're like too uh, exhausted to jump out. I mean, it, this is not a coincidence. When you look at all the different things that have happened step by step by step, how we have been Americana things, you know, whether it's from Dr. Seuss or, or um, Monopoly or, you know, any of the things that are typically we think about as American, not just the flag and the national anthem. But little by little, these things have been torn away, the cancel culture and all of that. And we're now waking up and saying, wait, what? What's happening here? Yeah. It, it's very crazy making. And destabilizing, disorienting, which is why we're having trouble doing something about it.
1: And as a psychiatrist in Beverly Hills, you're in California, a very totalitarian state. Do you think yes. the timing has just that the, the, the American, the Californian, the people who have been locked in their house by inadequate, spoiled politicians have just the timing is just right as they are mentally beaten into servitude where they're they're pretty much the fight is over they're tired of it they just want to move on to some sense of 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 a normality that they can't even define anymore i mean to me it's just the perfect timing all this comes in at the perfect timing it took a year and a half but your state is not even fully open my state's already going into lockdown again i mean haven't they successfully just conquered the american spirit and the american psyche by implementing all of these tyrannical moves?
5: Well, it's certainly that has been what they've been out to do. And to a large extent, they've succeeded. But I have to believe that we can dig down inside ourselves. Every American can. And remember our spirit, the same spirit that they had pioneers going out west um, and, and stand up and fight, whether it's fighting at the ballot box or literally fighting, um, I mean, for example, with all the Americans in, stuck in Afghanistan, um, you would wonder why. I mean, I, I haven't heard of any protests going on, like in Washington. Well, I mean, there are protests for the Afghans, but um, I mean, there should be protests for Americans, and maybe there are. There are going on, and I just haven't heard of them yet. But um, to pro, to make sure that the Americans are brought back to yeah. America, I mean that that in itself is just what we're We're um, abandoning not only the Taliban and the Afghans and all that, but we're abandoning Americans in a state where they are most likely going to be killed.
1: I'm hoping that people listen to you. Her name is Dr. Carol Lieberman. She's board certified Beverly Hills psychiatrist, author of two award winning books, Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted and Lions and Tigers and Terrorists. Oh, my. I love that title. Doctor, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It was wonderful. And when I get picked up in the internment camps by the black van, your name may be in my wallet as my psychiatrist, so you may get a phone call, okay? (laughs) Okay,
5: I'll see what I can
1: do. Thank you so much. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. All right, I went long with doctor. We remember, but I loved it. You know, as as I was thinking, as as I'm talking, here we are caught up in the blame game, right? And for once... For once, Republicans and Democrats are right. They're calling each other morons. You're right. But who really failed us? Who really failed us? Isn't there supposed to be like generals and colonels? We had Patton, remember we had Eisenhower, Montgomery for the Brits. I mean, these were guys who thought things out. What are what are these idiots doing? See, that's the real failure. The upper echelon of the military industrial complex. All the guys making the decisions. And what the hell does central intelligence mean? Huh? You guys really screwed the pooch. Yeah, you did. Now we can use this to fire everybody who's got a fingerprint on it. Forget the politicians. What about the dummies whose full-time job it is to iron this out? Where the hell were you? We'll discuss that and I'll take your phone calls. 312
6: 642 312-642-5600.
1: All right. Join AM 560. John Anthony, host of Black and White and Jeannie Ives at the Wetland Township Republican Golf Outing at Tamarack Golf Club in Naperville Friday, August 27th. I know that that's an important date because I'm taking my kid to college. Golf and dinner, $125 or just come out for the dinner. It's $50. I don't know how they're going to keep up with inflation at that price. Visit wetlandrepublican.org for tickets and details. That's wetlandrepublican.org. So one of the things I remember reading when this 50-year political whore in diapers Joe Biden was running, everybody remembers, you remember the article in the Washington Post, nearly 500 former and active senior military civilians leaders signed support for Biden. Hmm. Nearly 500 of them. We are former public servants and active public servants who have devoted our careers and in many cases risked our lives for the United States. We are generals, admirals, senior, non-commissioned officers, ambassadors, and senior civilian national security leaders. We are Republicans, Democrats, Independents. We love our country. And now we fear for it. This letter has been signed by 489 people not all of whom are Republicans previously. These are never Trumpers and whatnot, and these they all signed the letter. I want to see every one of your stock portfolios, every one of them. And now to what we just saw in Afghanistan, you're all fired. Now you're all retired. You're all fired. And anybody who had a hand in this, because this is something that's been going on, as we know, four presidents, four, four presidents that we admit to. Now, I'm sure... The so-called Central Intelligence Agency was sending people there for years before that, but let's just say four. Anybody hired under those four, you're fired. And you lose that cushy pension. You've been sitting on your derriere waiting to kick in. I'm specifically talking to ambassadors, which I still can't figure out what the hell they do, aside from broker the actual corruption. In fact, I want to see all the texts. I want to see all the money. This is brought to you by Lockheed Martin. I'm getting sick of it. I'm really... Getting sick of it. Stephen Wheeling.
3: Hey, how are you doing, Sean?
1: Good, Steve. How are you?
3: I'm doing great. I'm on my way home from work. I yeah. wanted to thank you very much. Uh, I learned something from you every day listening to you.
1: See, and now this I'm could go either way at this point. This could be a long setup for an insult, or this could be good. So I'm going to roll with it, Steve. Give it to me.
3: Okay. Well, I have a question for you huh. How could Hillary Clinton be any worse than this idiot in diapers?
1: I don't know if she would have been worse. In fact, I'll I'll say this to you. She would have at least been cognizant. So if you're saying they should have ran Hillary versus Joe Biden, I'm with it. I'm with it. I would have been with anybody versus Joe Biden. I'll tell you what. I want to impeach him. I'll take Kamala. After all, she's the best lunch date in the office. I'll take Kamala over (laughs) Joe Biden. What do you think of that?
3: I think that's funny. At least we
1: need to get rid of him. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for working. You're one of the few... The proud, the capitalists. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it, Mark and Glenn Ellen.
3: Yeah, hey Sean, I was listening to you with your last guest, and you asked how we got here, and I was just thinking the law of diffusion of innovation. All it takes is an idea to get some people behind it. Like with COVID, when it initially hit, I was willing to wear a mask. I was willing to do the social distancing. But then you got people that were, you know, became zealots about it, and wouldn't look at the science, and all it takes is some of those people in leadership positions, and then more and more people start getting on the bandwagon. I don't know how we get out of it, and I think that's how we got to where we are. And
1: you know, Mark, it's funny you say that, because I'm going to tell you something. In the beginning, I was willing to listen to what they had to say and to do and to do my own research and my own reasoning, and that's all I've ever really asked for. I have never said you shouldn't have the right... To get the the vaccine, you should be able to make the decision over anything you want with your body. But why all of a sudden in in, in America in the year 2021, have I lost the right to question it? I, I am very uncomfortable. And the pushback I'm receiving and the the censorship that we're living through right now, this station is censored on YouTube for one week. Why? Because there was a guest on who was questioning masks and a doctor afterwards, a doctor afterwards. So they censor. I mean, when you see this, Mark, you know that there's something wrong, because if they were right, they would welcome the questions. I mean, when, if, I were, if you were my customer and you were asking me in Florida and, and you say, you know, this, the, the prices seem high. Why should I buy my Uber driver, which I've actually gotten this? My Uber driver told me it's a bubble. And I love that question. I'm not looking to censor the Uber driver. The more Uber drivers that call it a bubble, the more secure I am in my opinion, right? So I give you all of the statistics. Real estate in Florida, 80% of it has no debt. It's not, it's not a bubble. It's actually a reflection of your depreciating dollar. It's a reflection of inflation because it's quality. It's flight to quality. More people are moving here permanently to avoid totalitarian states like New York, New Jersey, California, and Illinois. I can give you those answers. I love that question. Why, when I ask questions about the breakout cases, about about masks being so ineffective, because the germ is 3,000 times smaller, how does it help? I'm just silenced, and I'm told, just shut up and do it. You're a man. I'm a man. I go to work. I, my, I didn't take anything from anything. Who are you talking to? I'm having a hard time like this, getting pushed around like this. Are you?
3: Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying is that you get the, like the tech giant. They start pushing in an idea. And all it takes is for them as leaders to start pushing a big idea. And then the people who are un- uninformed or, you know, not willing to really question, they start going along and then you start building a crescendo. And no. that's where people with an opinion then become silenced because now the wave has become so big that it's viewed as futile to go against it.
1: Mark, it's not. I'm going to stick side by side with guys like you, and we're going to push back. Thank you very much, Mark, except we can't communicate on Facebook because it's a a rat organization. Rat. Mark Zuckerberg. You know, he stole the idea from two brothers. He stole the idea. Had to pay him off the scumbag. You're telling me what to do? You moron. I'll ear slap you to you. Wet yourself. Grandma Ritzy. I love the grandmas. Hi, Grandma. This is
7: Grandma Marilyn from BAPO. I just turned 83, um, 60 years of marriage tomorrow, and I wanted to tell you that what you're doing for your family and your children is a good thing. I saw my parents live it, and I have lived that life, and my children are living it now. So God bless you.
1: Oh, and happy anniversary to you and your husband. What's he doing right now? Is he in the other room? No, oh, he's downstairs. He's watching TV, oh, trying to see, get away from me. Those are so. the best <laughs> marriages on each floor. I love it, Grandma. Thank you for calling the show. Best. You're welcome. Love <laughs> your show. Thank you so much. Isn't it mm-hmm. nice? Thank you. I love it.
3: I love it. All right, Drew in Yorkville. Hey, Sean. Love your show. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thank you, brother. There are, I have two major problems with everything that's going on with the vaccine. The first is that the pharmaceutical companies are immune from any kind of prosecution, I believe civil as well as criminal. The second problem that I have is my wife was on a call with work and she found out on a town hall meeting that Congress last year suspended the Stark Law and anti-kickback provisions, which I'm kind of interpreting that to mean that all the politicians, I'd like to see their tax returns, but all these politicians can get kickbacks from the pharmaceutical companies.
1: Do you remember when Barack Obama first was elected president, one of the first things he said he was going to do was implement a law so that politicians and their staff, by the way, could not implement an insider trading. They could not implement stock trades that they just had voted on or knew was up for a vote. And they pretended that it passed. The minute that he signed it, they suspended it as they filed the law. So the law is still there, yet it's suspended. Now, why do you think that is, brother? Because it's two sets of rules, the ones for me and you and the ones for the government. The government has been infiltrated by corporatist corruption and lobbyists. They are owned by the pharmaceutical companies, brother. So I feel your pain, but we lost that war, Drew. It's unfortunate. Who are we going to turn to? A Democrat judge? You're going to turn to a judge that spends every four years running and campaigning from the same lobbyists? That's a system of corruption. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoy your banana republic. I prefer mine with fudge. Craig, Mount Greenwood.
4: Hey, Sean. Thanks a lot for taking my call. I'd like to answer
7: your uh, rhetorical question when you uh, mentioned about the, uh, all these generals and everything like that and why, why we have this major, unbelievable problem like that and this, all these generals. I mean, nobody could have figured anything out. First of all, it's this rotten, no-good, uh, uh, despotic government is can only do one thing at a time. And the only thing they got their focus and concentration on is one thing. Going after Trump, going after Trump supporters, going after yeah. conservatives. That's all they do. That's all they think about. And that's all that's going on. And how with everything else, according to them, you know, they Craig, don't care about it.
1: You know what shocked me, Craig? I watched I watched January 6th, and I don't support violence of, of the cap. I really don't. I recognized that at that time there were, what, maybe 150 morons, 250 morons. And I kept listening to it on that day and this days after be called an insurrection. You know what I kept thinking to myself? Our military that's, that's actually seen and fought against insurrections, they're going to say, come on, what? You t- this isn't an ins- nobody had a weapon. The only, person that got, <laughs> the only person that got killed was the girl, the unarmed girl through the window. I kept thinking to myself, boy, some of the generals, even though they don't agree with Trump or they don't agree with that he should be elected, they're going to say, come on, stop calling this an insurrection. And you know what? None of them did. And at that moment, it was very evident. These mili- this military wanted that industrial complex turned on, and they didn't like the idea that it was going to be disrupted or exposed. So to me, I tend to agree with you. Thank you, Craig, for calling. I'll take the rest of your calls when I get back. All right, not bad.
6: I'll
1: tell you, it still feels fast to me. All right, get ready, AM560 listeners. This isn't going to be Grandma's political fundraiser. The Law and Order Pack present First Responder... Fight Night Wednesday, September 8th at Joe's Live in Rosemont. Tickets to cheer first responders as they let loose and beat the hell out of each other start at just $35 or you can get the VIP tickets that are available for 100. See all the details and get your tickets. Well, you still can at laworderpack.com. Law That's laworderpack.com. I have to say, um as I am I didn't get to half of the clips I wanted to get to. But as I think about what the election cycle is going to be, the biggest fear is always when you're dealing with Democrat mafia members is the voter fraud, as I'm well aware and you are. And I believe we're living through. But I would run against this corrupt mafia as anybody in the bureaucracy, anybody that's in the upper echelon that has a political agenda that is linked to any political party, including the Republicans, will be fired. Simple. And work to constantly crack down the absolute and total corruption we pretend is part of our political fabric called lobbying. The party's over, scumbags. All of it. It's all over. Hunter Biden, the the moron, moron, sits on the boards of companies he can't even get in the door. It's outrageous outrageous. And until you fix that, you're going to get more of this nonsense. And by the way, all you generals and colonels and admirals and all you decision makers in the CIA, if you're getting paid off by defense contractors, you're going to jail with the gangbangers and the carjackers and the scumbags because you're just like them. You're just like them. Makes me sick to my stomach. Rick in Downers Grove. Hey, it's good to hear you, Sean. Thank you, too. Hey, I find, I have, I have a, like a machine shop, and I find that
4: I just ignore whatever they say. I never shut down. We never wore masks. We never social
0: distance. All my customers did the same thing. The shops around me did the same thing. Yeah. I don't know if that industry has more adults in it. I don't know, but we just business Well, I, I
1: agree with you, but but think about what happened. Now, you did that because you just said, ah, forget about it. I'm going to do what I want to do. But at that I moment, agree. at that moment, you, who have been a capitalist, who have built a business, who have worked your entire existence, at that moment, you technically became a criminal. And that is outrageous. Oh, but that is it outrageous thing, to more, me. Well, I got one more thing,
4: too. When does the Second Amendment kick in? Because I'm a gun collector, and I know the Second Amendment's been watered down. Yeah, but, but it's Re- not there
1: to, Rick, you don't want that. To, but, Rick, we shouldn't have to do that. By the way, Rick, those wars— right, Wait, wait. Yeah, go ahead. I know but the second amendment's not there to protect
3: my right to go shoot soup cans off a fence. Yeah, but you don't I
1: understand, Rick, it's to but to protect you, the country. You first of all, it, it's a fool's errand. You're not going to win anything. That's number 1. Number 2, here's the other thing. You don't have to do that. That's that's already been done for you. This is America. We have rules. Just because the people in office break them doesn't mean they don't exist. I don't want to fight again. I'm not interested in violence or no, killing people, either. but, but I appreciate it. But here's the point. There. You don't have to rely on that anymore. You're supposed to rely on the rule of law. Thank you, Rick, for the call. The question is, where in the hell are the lawyers fighting for the rule of law in this country? Or have they all been elected? Have they all become Chucky Schumer with his hair plugs and his phony glasses like he can read and the rest of it? Have they all just sold out to the corruption? Are there none left that want to fight for the very thing they're sworn to uphold? It's bad enough when you see these generals bastardize their oath to the Constitution. It's another when you realize the entire damn government has done the same thing. All right, no more callers. All right, listen, if you were on the line, I didn't have time to take it. The music started. And you know I love you. But remember what Al Sharpton said. That's right, dummy. We much resist. I'll be back in 21 hours. Still very fast. See you tomorrow.
6: 't believe in shooting stars but she believe in
0: shoes